Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. And welcome back to Ladies Who Law School. I'm Haley. And I'm Sam. And today we're going to talk about cold calls. And a little bit more about our week. And then we're going to end it on Instagram questions that you guys reached out to us about. Let's get started. (laughs) So Haley, you were the first of our study group to get cold called this semester. And it was in criminal law. So it's a class that we haven't had before. Tell me a little bit about that experience. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I was the first person in our criminal class to get called on. That was pretty funny whenever (laughs) he looks down and he goes, "Mm, Miss Davis? And of course, I'm just literally laughing to myself. I raised my hand and he asked me about the case specifically about the one in homelessness in Los Angeles. And luckily I knew what was going on a little bit and <laughs> could work my way through it. it Live on to fight another day. Yeah. I mean, now you know you won't get called on probably for a few weeks. Yeah, because apparently he goes through the entire whole sheet, which we haven't had a teacher that has done that yet. So No. It's just our luck, though. Yeah, it is our luck. Oh, what do you mean by our luck? Well, By our luck, it means that I was... Okay, so my history with cold calling, usually I do okay. Yeah. Um, On the last day of last semester in the class that I probably, it's not that I don't enjoy it, it's just something that I'm not in love with. Yeah. And of course I get called on that day. Of course. It went well, I'm guessing. Yeah. But um, I was not expecting to get called because I think the teachers talk to each other because it's really suspicious how the same people kind of get called on the same. I know weeks. it is suspicious because you're super like, suspicious. So yeah. I was afraid that a professor would have said something to another professor. Yeah, you and just you just have this hunch that they're actually, all talking exactly about and you when they're talking. Lo and behold, so you know, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> Who should be cold called? Exactly. Yeah, I got cold called today on a case that I spent maybe three minutes looking at because it was so tiny. It was like two paragraphs, yeah, and yeah. I really the didn't. Case. He was asking these questions. He was like, Sh- "Like, what are you talking about? Like the language, the language, the language." I, I kept on reading back the statute to I know, him, but he was just the one key point. I know, and of he course I didn't. On, I didn't you know? Exactly. I just. But I figured it out in the end. No, you totally did. So that was that was cold calling. But we figured since, you know, we weren't going to talk about this for a while just simply because well, we didn't think we'd... Last semester we didn't get yeah, cold last semester until we, like 
the middle towards the end. So Exactly. So this is a perfect segue into our topic and kind of why we picked it today. I feel like people always wonder what cold calls are like in law school and we're here to debunk myths. So we want to let you know what a cold call is like. Um, I think it's pretty interesting whenever your name gets called. The first initial time that a teacher ever calls your name, I think it makes your stomach drop a little. But I think that there's a few key ways that you can be really good at cold calls. And we're going to tell you about this. So a cold call, mm-hmm. in case you are not familiar with it, yeah, is when the teacher has a seating chart or they have a list of names or pre-picked names of people they're going to call on in class. Now... You never know when you're going to get cold called. Mm-mm. So it could be any day of yeah. the semester. Um, and they'll just basically say, Mr. Your last name, walk me through the case. Yep. And so they expect you to tell them the facts, the issue, the procedural history, holding, reasoning, and rule. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you learn to brief cases at the beginning of law school, it's really so when you get cold called, you know what to say. And it's great to prepare for your outline and all of that. That's yeah. what a cold call is. Yeah, I think it's interesting, though, that, you know, whenever you describe a cold call, you spell out all these things that we do brief in cases. But whenever you're called on, it's not necessarily them saying, like, well, what's the rule and what's the holding? And, like, sometimes it is, but you, they're looking for key points that they're trying to make and I think that sometimes that can be the hardest thing and that's definitely one of the hardest parts of being called on in class is having to fill in the blanks for the teacher on the spot and I Mm -hmm. think that that is something that stinks really bad but it helps you become a better attorney because you have to think on your feet and that's why cold calling is a thing I think yeah I mean when I was an undergrad one of our teachers taught us about the cold calling method, which is also the Socratic method. Oh, yeah. So, you know, Socrates would talk to these people and ask them questions, and you'd get deeper and deeper and deeper until you can't answer it anymore. Yeah. Until it stumps them. The turtle. <laughs> and that's exactly what they do in law school. They yeah. keep on digging deeper and deeper until you get the the fruit of the case. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, briefing is great, but I think they want to know if you've synthesized and thought about it. Yeah. And there's usually one thing to take away from a case. Yeah. It's that main rule and how to apply it. So at the end of the day, all the other stuff is, it's just there to put it in context. Yeah, exactly. It's just to paint this picture for you so that you can remember it and apply it to other fact patterns. I think that that's something that we forget sometimes is that these facts is what changes the law and shapes the law. Mm Mm-hmm. So what would you say your number one tip for cold calling would be? Definitely. What do you think works for you? Be prepared for class. I think you have to be familiar with the text that you're reading and familiar with what's going on in class for you to be cold called on and be successful. I feel like if you aren't prepared, and by prepared I mean you've looked at the cases, you have painted that picture for yourself so that if the professor calls on you, you can paint that picture for the class. I think that that is just the best way to survive cold calling, reading and briefing and going through those steps. 
Mm, definitely. Those are good. What about you? I think for me, what's helped the most is um, usually before class as a study group, we'll kind of cold call each other. Yeah. And it gives you a good idea of, um, like, if you were to get cold called, like, at least initial bottom line of what you should say. For sure. Um, and granted, we don't do that all the time, but there's certain classes where we definitely make it a priority. Um, classes that are cold call intense, yeah. I would say. Where so, you know you might be grilled mm-hmm. on the spot. Because that's the thing. There's different types of professors. There's professors that will kind of guide you towards it. They, they won't be mean about it. Yeah. There's professors that will be like, mm, no, keep on looking. And then there's going to be professors that will literally stare at you. Be like, we're waiting. Yeah, and, you know, pull up a chair and sit down and be like, so, uh, what's the answer? Yeah, it it also, I feel like, just depends on the day. I mean, you definitely have people who are um, kinder than others about Mm -hmm. (laughs) the way they go about asking you for the answer. But, yeah. But uh, it's it's a good idea, I think, to be the the intense cold caller Mm -hmm. simply because we are always prepared for that class. Yeah, we are. There's not one day where we walk in thinking, Oh, like I don't know it, you know? Yeah. I think it's also one of her hardest subjects. So I feel like that's probably another reason why she does do that the way she does. Yeah. That is one of our hardest classes. So definitely good to be prepared. Definitely prepared. And also in the class, it's so important to be confident. I mean, teachers professors they look for confidence in the students and like confidence in your answer so reading and being prepared for class and paying attention in class all those things will really help and even if you embarrass yourself or say something that's completely wrong no one is going to judge you about it and everybody even the people who are the smartest yeah like if they're the smartest in the class they still make mistakes with cold calling yeah everyone does Mm -hmm. everyone trips up it happens yeah um, so talking about how that played into our week, do yeah. you have any other memorable moments from this week? Um, so this week we had our legal analysis class with our professor who came in and gave us a few points because we obviously got our grades back as well as our class rank. And it's just an eye opening experience. I think it, leads you to self-reflect and I've been doing a lot of that lately I don't know about you definitely I think one of the points that really resonated with me that he said was even if you're in the bottom of your class you're still part of the two percent of the most educated people in the country and if you know from our last episode I talked about that a little bit and I think that that's why I'm here I have to remember that my grades don't define me and it was just nice to hear like validation about that to, mm-hmm. this week. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed listening to what he had to say. The faculty and teachers at our school have been, you know, making it known to us that even if we didn't perform as well as we wanted to, like it's not doomsday. Yeah. Um, and so I wrote down a few points that he mentioned in class that I think could really resonate with anybody going through any kind yeah. of setback. Even though I don't consider getting our grades know, a setback. Great. Yeah. Our grades are just a like a, it's just a motivator. Yeah. I think it's also just, um, whenever you're tested, you're going to get the results and it's also, you know, 
10% what happens to you, 90% what you make it. So yeah, I think that that's what this whole experience has been like. And I think an important point you made was that exams are not a true evaluation. One three-hour test does not show the amount that you actually know. Yeah, like so true. There are people who are just naturally good test takers, mm-hmm. um, and they might be, you know, lacking somewhere else. Like, we are all good at something, where, and then we're not as good at other things. Exactly. We have to remember that. that. So, you know, our torts professor emailed us today, and she made a note saying that, like, do not let these first semester grades, like, deter Get you, you from down. anything. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, some people take longer to learn. Yeah. Some people have not been in an environment like this before. And it's a huge shock. Definitely. And it is a huge shock to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we have to take that into account and anyone else who is dealing with grades or LSAT, because it can be yeah. applied to that too. Um, you don't just give have, up. And exactly. Keep just persevering. Exactly. There's always going to be times that you're discouraged. I think today has been one of those for me it's been hard. I've had to think back into my memory bank of like why I'm here and what it all means. And I think that at the end of the day, everything happens for a reason. And I just really have to focus on that and focus on the bigger reason and the bigger purpose that we're here. And it's just so hard because, you know, we're really tested and tortured. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's especially hard. For example, I told you today, like, getting my grades back, I was genuinely very happy. Yeah. I was like, I, you know, I did what I said I was going to do. But I think when it comes to class rank, now you're a number, and now you're actually putting compared against your peers. Yeah. So, for me, it was kind of hard because I expected to be higher than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. And looking around to everybody, I'm just like, oh, like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? Yeah. But then I had to self-reflect and kind of be like, well, I could have spent more time doing this mm-hmm. or this. Um, and we'll have an episode on exam preparation and all of that. For sure. Once we know what works, Mm -hmm. clearly we know what works in a few classes, but there's still some that we have yet to. Yeah, I think this is all just a learning curve in general. I think we're just constantly in the process of learning something and trying to reshape it and going back to the drawing board and trial and error, essentially. Mm -hmm. I definitely think, just looking back, one of the things that I think are so important is reviewing at the end of every week. You know, I didn't have to do that in undergrad. And I think it's so important to do that now because it's so much information and it's almost impossible to learn it all, you know, and just see it once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our contracts professor tells us all the time, you know, about the forgetting curve. And it's so true. Like, And I've just realized, like, all the things that I was missing, these small things. And I think that with a few tweaks here and there, I think we could really make some changes. And I feel like we only have to go up, you know? And I think that that's... There's no no option for going down. (laughs) Exactly. So I think that that's... It can be, like, daunting, but it can also be really exciting. Mm -hmm. I think, um, like you, I was, you know pretty not no I wasn't even down I was just like 
like just frustrated. Yeah. But as the day has gone on, I'm just noticing that this is fueling my motivation to That's just really good. do better. That's good. You know? That's so what they say. If, I, if I'm it... going to get anything out of it, it's not going to be to be sad about it. Yeah. It's going to be to, you know, now these people are my competition. So I've got, I got to, you got to carry it to pass the finish line. Yeah. Dangling the carrot in front of you so that you can run. What is it called whenever you're running track and someone runs out in front? Oh, you pass the baton? No, no, like... Sprint? No, it's... (laughs) (laughs) I ran track. (laughs) I know, it's, you know, the person who, when you're long distance running, runs out in front and, like, everyone's running behind them. Like, the one who sets the pace. Oh, okay, the guy in the most inner... Yes. ...circle. That is what we are at. Someone has set the pace. Now we are waiting and we are running and this is a marathon. (laughs) And don't be fooled. Like they said, if you set the pace, you can't slow down because everyone's going to catch up. Yeah, that's a, it's a good way to think about it, too, because we're all just pack running right now. And, like, the key is to not stop running. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the thing that I can't forget. I know. You can't stop running. Just keep running. And don't yeah. walk either. It also... <laughs> that's... It's because... Can't tell them why you said no so, walking. They're gonna be like, what? there's this 5k. Actually, it's a marathon, but um, but who's counting? We're 5k girls over here. Oh, are we? And you know, I was telling Haley, we should really train for it, like, we should try to jog it at least. And she goes, um, I think I'm just gonna put the dogs and you know, on the leashes, and yeah, put walk? the dogs on leashes and just walk. Will you, will you walk with me and talk? <laughs> Oh, you all know that that sounds great and fun. Maybe there's some runners out there who really enjoy running it. I know there's some people in our law school class that are running it. We'll let you know if, if we end up running or walking. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe half and half. Stay That's probably tuned. what will actually end up happening. Compromise hey, you, you there. You guys want to have a team to do a little relay race. I know there's some people in our class doing that. I thought I know. that was pretty cool. You should. It's like, yeah. oh, everyone run half a mile? Okay, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, definitely can't do more than a 5k exactly that's psycho so i'm going to end our weekly recap with our quote of the week successful people do consistently what others do occasionally i think it's so important to remember in this exact time period of our life in law school getting our grades back our rank just like we were saying setting the pace running the marathon marathon <laughs> I think it's a good quote as well, just because it is true. If you keep on doing something, you're going to be successful one day. So no matter how many failures, no matter how many times you have to take the LSAT, how many, well, you can't do law school more, you know, multiple times, but you have multiple semesters. So yeah. And I guess, I mean, technically you could, I mean, you could go for one semester and come back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know. People have all different circumstances. Yeah. Just traditional, traditional, you know, you're not going to, and I mean, I guess, well, Ms. Lumpke, it all depends. Oh, I'm getting triggered now. Don't ever call me Ms. Lumpke in my life. And use depends in the same sentence. It's not cool. I can't deal with it anymore. I know. My boyfriend always go, oh, Miss Lemke. And I and get like, so upset. So funny, too, in law school how we get called by our last names. It's just I only know people by their either full name or just their last, last name. name. And you don't usually call people by just 
you call them their, their full name or their last name. You don't really call them their first name. Uh, law school things. It's like it's like throwback to sixth grade gym class where you had where you had your last name on your shirt and that's how everyone knew everyone. Yeah. So now we're gonna answer a few questions that we got off of our Instagram, which is at Ladies Who Law School Podcast. Um, we also have a website and a Facebook, but we're most active um, on Instagram. But feel free to follow us on all social media and subscribe to our podcast on our website. It's in our bio on our Instagram page mm-hmm. and our Facebook page. The first question, well, we asked several, but the most relevant ones okay. um, were what specific topics that y'all wanted to hear um, about law school. Mm-hmm. So... We kind of went through all the responses we got, and thank you so much if you contributed. Yes, we appreciate it. Please continue to do that. It's we need, super helpful. We need, yeah, we need We want to know it. what you guys want to hear about. So, um, Haley, why don't you tell us a few of the topics that people submitted that we will definitely be talking about soon. Okay, yeah. So, we'll be talking about work-life balance, the do's and don'ts of 1L, what we learned from our first semester, the best methods for taking notes, reading cases, briefing cases. We touched a little bit on that, too. so make sure and uh, check that out again. Um, we're also going to talk a little bit about one specific question we wanted to answer were what your undergrad majors were. So, Samantha, what was your undergrad major? My undergrad major was political science, um, and that was in the School of Public and International Affairs at UGA. And you? University of Georgia. University of Georgia. Yeah, if I say UGA from now on, it's University of Georgia. I guess only people from the East Coast knew. Yeah, but maybe you never know. Someone might be like, oh, my school, UGA. (laughs) I'd be surprised. I don't know. You never know. I don't know. My undergrad major was in public relations and business from Texas Tech University, Rackham Tech. And um, another question we got is how you knew when you wanted to be law students. We talked about that in our first episode. Yeah, so make sure and check that out. And then obviously we're going to post more question and answers on our Instagram. And feel free to DM us as well if you have any specific questions or you just want to talk. (laughs) We're always here. And yeah, we'll be back next week to tell you a little bit more about law school and... Rate and subscribe. Yeah, rate and subscribe. Can't wait to talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.